back with another episode of the Brickhouse Team Previews. I am Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. If you're from San Antonio and you love good Spurs talk, you've come to the right place. And you can let us know on Twitter, at BrickhousePod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Rate and review us on iTunes if you'd like. And uh, you can go to BrickhousePodcast.com to find more of our episodes and to email us. If you're interested in more great Spurs chat, go to almightyballer.com and listen to Spurs cast. They will uh, let you know what we got right and what we got wrong and how great we are in general. Those guys are smart. That's a good show. Recommend it. I feel a little nervous ranking the Spurs at number six. I feel like some sort of ghost of Davy Crockett or something is going to (laughs) come haunt me for for insulting the great dynasty that is the Spurs. They've got to falter sometime. If we're not going to predict it, who is? Yeah, the best part about saying they have to falter sometimes is is if we all keep saying it, it'll all come true eventually. (laughs) Yeah, one of the challenges with with such a good team and a team that's been good for 20 years is making roast jokes about them. Oh, man. But uh, we'll try nonetheless. Sure. Would somebody please tell Kawhi Leonard the NBA is televised and popular and he's a huge star? This Truman Show game we've been playing with him has gone on long enough. (laughs) There hasn't been such a soft-spoken killer like Kawhi Leonard since Javier Bardem's villain in No Country for Old Men. Nice. You can hide in a motel room with the lights off, but Kawhi's still going to steal that damn ball. (laughs) I imagine the Spurs' culture manifests itself as some combination between Ocean's Eleven and Full Metal Jacket. LaMarcus Aldridge reportedly has not embraced the Spurs culture, which I'd like to think could go one of two ways in training camp. He's like Aaron Paul in the Hulu show about him trying to escape from a cult, or more like Donnie Brasco, where everyone treats you great until your best friend on the team asks you to go on a ride with them. (laughs) The Spurs are loyal, bringing back Manu Ginobili and Paul Gasol. Those guys are so old, even LeBron James wouldn't force his team to sign them. (laughs) Greg Popovich may be responsible for the suicides of as many as 30 telemarketers. I'd like to see Pop with someone from the Census Bureau. How many people live in your household? Not enough helpful ones. (laughs) What is your ethnicity? Mountain dwellers. The Popoviches are historically mountain dwellers. Thank you. No more questions. Fans don't like when teams like the Spurs rest their stars for really big games. It's like seeing Theon Greyjoy on screen for 10 minutes in the Game of Thrones finale. The Spurs rookies better get ready for that old-fashioned, good-natured rookie hazing where the team fills up your new car with popcorn and Tony Parker has sex with your wife. (laughs) Oh, man. Teams are going to have jersey sponsors soon, and they want to make sure the products fairly represent the franchise. I hear the Spurs are going to be sponsored by Watching Paint Dry. (laughs) I'm not saying Pau Gasol is old, but I hear his new contract has a one-year option for Walmart greeter. (laughs) I'm not saying Pau Gasol is old, but I hear he held out until he was guaranteed a VIP spot at the Early Bird Buffet. (laughs) I'm not saying Pau Gasol is old, but I hear you requested all Spurs games start at 2 p.m. this season. (laughs) I'm not saying Manu Ginobili is old, but he actually remembers the Alamo. (laughs) I'm not saying Manu Ginobili is old, but he keeps trying to offer Deontay Murray Werther's originals. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not saying Manu Ginobili is old, but Eurostep is the nickname he gives his walker. All right, let's talk about changes. (laughs) Those are good. Yeah, the Spurs made uh, a few changes. Mostly they lost Dwayne Dedman and Jonathan Simmons. They did. They also lost David Lee. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah. They lost, How could I remember? Lost Joel Anthony. 
Jonathan Simmons signed with Orlando. Dwayne Dedman signed with the Hawks. They re-signed Pau Gasol. They re-signed Ginobili. They re-signed Patty Mills. They signed Rudy Gay and Geoffrey Lavergne. And a dude from uh, University of Illinois made the team. Brandon Paul. Brandon Paul. Chris Paul's cousin? No, I don't think they're related. Okay. But uh, they picked him up after a good showing in Summer League. They drafted Derek White with the I don't know who he is, but whenever the Spurs draft him, I assume he's going to be great. Right, he was a point guard from Colorado. He played well last year. Two years in a row drafting point guards, huh? By the way, I just looked up Brandon Paul, and he's not related to Chris Paul, but you know what his dad's name is? Cliff Paul. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So the the plot thickens. (laughs) Is he not related to Chris Paul? <laughs> wink, wink. Not a lot of changes, but a, a questionable... The Pau Gasol contract was very questionable. And signing Rudy Gay. I think they bid against themselves to re-sign Gasol, obviously, right? When it was like three years, $18 million, $17 million a year, something ridiculous. Yeah, and they even had him opt out of a year so they could you know, maybe sign more free agents and then just sign Rudy Gay and Brandon Paul. Yeah. Well, let's break down the starting lineup for Brickhouse listeners. And now, the starting lineup for your San Antonio Spurs! Despite getting $50 million, I think Deontay Murray, $50 million to Patty Mills, I think Deontay Murray may end up be the starter for... Is it time? Well, what about Tony Parker, Bob? Tony Parker's injured to start the season. Okay. Usually the site I look at for rosters alerts me to injuries, but now I feel like an idiot. (laughs) Uh, Danny Green will be the uh, starting shooting guard. He made an all-defensive team last year, Mm -hmm. much to uh, Popovich's surprise. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard, starting small forward. He's got some of the uh, biggest favorite to win the MVP next year, actually. I I believe it. Marcus Aldridge, starting power forward until the... Spurs can find someone to trade for him. Right. Maybe they should get Sam Presti back just for a week to work out a deal in silence for him. And Pal Gasol, the aforementioned Werther eating <laughs> yeah. old person buffet, yeah. Oldsmobile driving. <laughs> that should that's a good one. <laughs> one thing that strikes me about this team is a lack of uh front court depth. They have uh how do you pronounce his name? I'm gonna keep Le Levergne. Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. We'll ask Burrscast about that, but it's basically him and Davis Bertans, who I always thought was David Bertrands, which means uh, we might be seeing Rudy Gay play some power forward this year, stretch four. Yeah, it looked like the Spurs were going in the opposite direction as the Warriors and every other team when they had all sorts of uh, big men right. the past couple of years. But yeah, they've been downsizing literally. It's hard to it's hard to doubt these guys though. Greg Popovich has this quote where he says, "You know, it's easy to win a lot of games if you don't beat yourself." Mm-hmm. And that's what the Spurs do better than anybody else in the NBA. They they don't make mistakes because they're terrified of Greg Popovich tearing <laughs> them a new one. Right. Speaking of wins, let's get into the Vegas over under. It's only a fifty-four and a half this year despite them winning 61 games, I think, last year. I think that's fair. I would say they might top that by a game. It just kind of depends. Now that the Thunder are better and the Rockets are better, and I mean, they still still get to play the Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Mavericks four times a year, so. Right, and the Lakers. Right. 
in the rocket circles there was a lot of hoopla about how the rockets in the first half of the season were on track to win 60 games and if james harden were the only all-star on the team that they would be the only team ever to win 60 games and have just one all-star on the team wow the spurs did that and no one talked about it because Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard was the only All Star yeah. on a sixty win team for the first time oh, in NBA history last oh, so, year. <laughs> so everyone was primarily talking about Harden. Yeah. Wow. They didn't win as many games in the second half of the season. But yeah, like I said, hard to bet against these guys. If I if I had to choose, I would pick the over on fifty four and a yeah. half for the Spurs. You just kind of got to keep betting on them to do good until they don't do good. How about Survivor for the San Antonio Spurs edition? The winner is Kawhi just because he pretty much proved that he can do anything. So I'm not going to bet against him to win a competition on an island. Sure. First off, Rudy Gay, just primarily because he doesn't feel like an island guy. Uh, I, I don't peg him for an island guy. And normally I give this award to the Australian on the team if there right. is one. Yeah. And Patty Mills is a formidable Survivor contestant. But unlike the movies, people don't beat Terminators in the real world. And Kawhi Leonard is the Terminator. Exactly. I think Lamarcus would be voted off oh, first. Nice. He's broken the oath of his house. <laughs> he asked to be traded. He has forsaken the Spurs and their Kool Aid. And for this, he is outcast, banished. Allow David Robinson to be a gentleman and show him the door. Ooh. If the islands had doors. If I, yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's a door on an island somewhere. How about the uh, segment Five Stars, a, a new fan favorite this season? This is where we rank things from the city of San Antonio uh, using the uh, very scientific scale of one, between one and five stars. Right. I ranked uh, Davy Crockett. Nice. I found out this summer that my college roommate Stretch always wanted to die like Davy Crockett. How did Davy Crockett die? He died fighting at the Alamo. Uh, he was shooting Santa Ana's army mm -hmm. at the Alamo. And when he ran out of bullets, at least according to the Davy Crockett show, you know, growing up that Stretch watched, yeah. he just started swinging his gun around, you know, clubbing as many of the guys <laughs> as he could, uh, you know, before ultimately being impaled by a thousand swords. I was going to say, I like the idea of him being all out of bullets, swinging his gun around like a madman, and then just instantly getting shot because yeah. everyone else still had bullets. Yeah, my friend Stretch is kind of like got that Lieutenant Dan quality to him and that he's always talking about how it was his destiny to fight in some great war. Uh -huh. We went to Austin together for a friend's wedding, and we this past summer we debated about Ubering to San Antonio because Stretch was really excited about seeing the Alamo. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a crazy person. Uh, my uh, my buddy Stretch, I'll give five stars for him, but keep an eye on him and yeah. and five stars in in honor of Davy. Nice, Morgan's Wonderland. What's that? Not a TV show you'd watch late night on HBO, Bob. Okay, it's a theme park for kids with special needs. Ah, huh. which I had never heard of, but doing research of random things in San Antonio, I. To be honest, I thought San Antonio was just the Alamo and Spurs games uh -huh. and the uh, River Walk. Is that what they call it? And and fat women, according to Charles Barkley. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. We love all, we celebrate all women here on the Brickhouse <laughs> podcast. This park opened in the spring of 2010, and it was opened by a guy who 
has a daughter, Morgan, with special needs. First theme park of its kind in the world and has welcomed a million guests from all 50 states and 67 other countries. Admission is free for those with special needs. Oh, that's awesome. So it's uh, five stars and sounds like a pretty pretty great place. Cool. I took this opportunity to rank Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Oh, you know, Stretch thought about dying a noble death fighting in a coonskin hat when he thought of San Antonio and the Alamo. I first think of Pee-wee. Mm-hmm. The truck driver in that movie scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Do you remember the truck driver? I might if I saw it. Maybe I, maybe like I a pushed ghost. it. It's a weird movie, but it has good rewatch value nonetheless. The connection to San Antonio is Pee-wee Herman's bicycle is stolen as the catalyst for the movie. Yes. And he goes to a fortune teller who tells him that he can find his bicycle in the Alamo, specifically the basement of the Alamo. Uh, spoiler, there is no basement of the Alamo, and uh, fortune telling is, is uh, you know, a scam uh, 99 times out of 100. Pee-wee that, learned that the hard way. That's 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 the plot of the movie that's a very dark plot for kids yeah well it was the 80s it was before they really learned you know what's going to do permanent damage to children bob the word of the day is basketball you know what they say on pee yeah. herman every time <laughs> someone says basketball they have to go ah okay four stars for the big adventure fun Pee Wee herman story at a hotel i worked at in hollywood gosh i forget when when it was but at one point they were they had the some anniversary of the Pee Wee herman tv show and they were going to re-release. They were going to release the DVDs, so they came to the hotel to film a bunch of commentary mm. by the actors. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne was there, and a few of the other people. Was he in Pee Wee? He was. He was Cowboy Curtis. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So the people are coming in. I was at the valet, and we get a row of cars. So I'm ticketing a few, and the guy who was working with me went back to greet this car, and it turned out to be Paul Rubens. Uh-huh. Turned out to be Pee Wee, and uh, so, but this guy, the, my coworker, didn't know who he was, or he couldn't tell who he was right off the bat, and he just said, uh, "What brings you in?" And the guy said, "I'm here for the Pee Wee Herman shoot." And my coworker said, "Okay, can I have your name, please?" And Paul Rubens just said, "Pee Wee," <laughs> and then he stopped for a second, and then said. Sorry, that was kind of rude. It's Paul. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. <laughs> These damn 22-year-old kids working yeah. at the hotel. I ranked the uh, the Riverwalk. So you ready for another stroll down memory lane here, yeah. Matt? So I, I lived in Texas as a, as a young kid. And one time I visited the Riverwalk with my family. I was maybe 14. And we were riding the boat, you know, that's like the Venice Canals. You ride mm-hmm. the boat down the river. So I remember seeing one exchange at one of the many cafes they have on the sidewalk there. It was a waiter yelling after someone who was walking away from him. And he yells, hey, thanks for nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and he turns to his fellow waiter. And I'm just, you know, mesmerized by this. He turns to this other guy. And the guy's like, what's going on, man? He's like, the guy gave me a quarter. You know, he tipped him a quarter. Yeah. And so he was yelling after him. I still remember that to this day. And I... Always tip at least 20%. Tip your waiters, folks. Yeah. Five stars. From that moment on, you wanted to grow up to be a waiter. <laughs> I will rank consistency. People love consistency. Yeah. Spurs have been ultra consistent. And in keeping with the theme of this podcast, I will give consistency five stars, which means I think everything has been ranked five stars in this podcast. Pretty good. I give Wee four, but whatever. On the next episode of Brick House. This next team features two superstars from L.A. that don't play on L.A. and may just be free agents in nine months. 
Get ready for this storyline because you're going to hear about it endlessly. Don't be surprised if their GM pulls off another trade that no one sees coming. He's a silent assassin mm-hmm. of a GM in that regards. Intrigued yet? I hope so. Tune in to the next episode of Brickhouse. Thank you.